Oh, we haven't done this one in a minute. Remember this one? Here it comes. Hi there. Nice. Um, I feel like I should be at a bar, like, tossing this, back drinks. This is uh, the Gary Clark Jr. guy that I kind of turned you on to. Yeah, yeah. Did, didn't we say that Vinny went to go see him? Within the I last handful of months, so I don't remember. Um, I want to. Uh, I want to start with a song because I think we mentioned it on the podcast last week, and I'm pretty sure you were surprised um, that something existed. And I I came across the song yesterday. So let me play this for you. Hopefully, it will not give give me a. Video, uh, a, a yeah, spot. yeah, 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 no. yeah, 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 that was prior to sorry that was prior to fitty getting shot up and having his jaw sewn shut clearly you correct so i was glad i'm glad you were able to pick that up let me keep it going because he sounds completely different and this is only like a couple of years before uh in the club on tone and poke since they found me steve don't have to wear that platinum shit around me i'm a clap though not for real son i'm sick i'm about to stick slick rick for all that old school shit right now i'm bent when i get like this i don't think about to make stevie j take off that tight ass nick a raw pun without a gun it's called how to rob and i stumbled across it yesterday and i look back and i was like wow i i actually heard this song and and it would have been that much better if that were like deeper into his career because he just eviscerated everybody. He so he does he sounds completely different. I like the 50 yeah. that that ended up like coming to popularity compared to that one. I don't think he would have made it. I, and he didn't. And he didn't. And I I guess getting shot up uh led to all, like I don't know what was going on in between that song and that project flopping and him getting dropped from Columbia to him winding up with Dre and Eminem. I I will yeah. look up the story now. Yeah. Wow. Um in your opinion, should I throw out my little Saturday night episode? Yes. Uh so I'll chalk it up to it's like three different medications in well less than three weeks. And I had a, I was a little concerned. I was very concerned for myself on Saturday night. I, uh, I was tired cause I'd taken the first full dose of this Vibrid, um, just a day or so earlier. And I just felt like fatigue, but I don't know what brought it on. But Saturday night I was, uh, I was sobbing mm-hmm. un- uncontrollably I was slumped in the couch saying, I don't want to live anymore, repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And somehow I, I, I also uh, threw some things. Thankfully, nothing was broken. Uh, Andre was scared. And then I wound up laying on the floor, unable to get up. And I sent a text message seeking some help. It was not responded to well or as I'd hoped. But 
all seems much better, but I'm just going to have to say that that was because of all the medications turning my brain into a scrambled egg, not something that is uh, progressively yeah. getting worse. I would say so, because I think um, from my experience with you in the past, like you, when you get to a place like that, it it progressively got to that point compared to just like one day it all hit you all at once and kind of debilitated you. And then I obviously I can directly relate because I had a medication change um, November, December of last year. And I don't know if you remember, but I was an absolute wreck. And there was one day where I was also uncontrollable and I knew it. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, what is going on here? Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And um, I was having like really obnoxious thoughts of paranoia. And I thought my friends were like, you know what I mean? Like the things that I was thinking just were not accurate and were not right and were not of sound mind. And I knew it was my medication. Um, in fact, the medication gives you the disclaimer that if you have depression, this could make your depression significantly worse. And it did. So I know that freaks people out who... And it, it, it might scare a lot of people off of medication because they'll see the side effects. And yeah. they're usually, there are some common ones. Um, and I guess it depends on the medication and how it interacts. But there are some that say you will have suicidal thoughts. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a second. I already have suicidal thoughts. You're saying I'm going to have more of them? I understand mm -hmm. how that can scare people off. And I'll also add to this recipe on a Friday was, a, I guess, a pretty emotionally charged day with me doing that personal development day at Perrysburg. Mm -hmm. It was all good, but it was a lot of, it was much, um, it was emotionally much different and psychologically different from my average day. Like I left that thing. Yeah. I'm like, I know this is different than teaching Spanish. I was in the, uh, in the Spanish classroom, but God, this just wiped me out. And that probably led to some of it as well. But it was it was scary. And this is that night is exactly the reason why no one should ever sell me a gun. Yeah, and I'm, I, mean, I mean, I'm glad that you shared. I do know, like, did you, at the time that you were feeling it, did you feel like you knew where this was from? Or were you so clouded with those, like, dark, unwanted thoughts that you couldn't? Because that's sometimes I am able to while I'm in the midst of it, I am able to compartmentalize it to what it is. Like It's like, okay, Alex, you are experiencing all of these things times 10 because your medication changed. This is not you. Do you feel like you were able to do that? No. Okay. <laughs> no. No, no I, that's fair. I, I just wanted to be dead. And I did have in the back of my head that this is just the medication change and a couple of them in a few weeks. But it was concerning. And... I don't, I, I, I am leaning towards getting off of this medication very quickly because usually mm -hmm. I adapt to new meds fair, faster than I think most people do. Like I know within a few days if something is working or not. And this has been a week and a half of uh, sure. a, a, part, a partial dose and then a full dose. So I think I'm ready to come off it because uh, as I was talking about in certain places... I, I forget which now. I know some on Friday. Like I was telling a friend of mine today, though, this has a cumulative effect. While I don't endure acute episodes, even though mm -hmm. what happened Saturday night, I'll just say was an anomaly. I don't get acute episodes, but when it's a little bit or four on a discomfort scale um, over and over and over and over again, the compounding and cumulative effect is... 
it's not been a, it's not been a good couple of months and sometimes actually a lot of times I feel a bit hypocritical sharing what I do with people knowing that I'm not in a great place most of the time but mm-hmm. then I realize I've been through a lot of things that I share that can help people unfortunately yeah. a lot of those things don't help me anymore so well but I think if you speak about it in in definitive terms like that then that's when that's when it may you know what I mean like that's when you might be I don't know I'm, I don't want to call you a hypocrite but like if you speak about it definitively then you, then you do have to think about that then what does that say to the hundreds of people that I that I do help or that do listen to me you know what I mean you can't say those things definitively because it may not like deciding that you can't get help anymore that it's not going to change for you anymore you know isn't something that instills hope well it's not that i haven't thought that it's just the common things that are usually pretty helpful to people don't Mm -hmm. work for me anymore Um, okay and they barely did i was talking to somebody this morning and i was like i just have to wait it out and something something like literally i had a thought this morning and it was a bizarre thought and it and it began to put the needle in, in the right direction um, and it was nothing that you would ever think would do that. It, it's it's bizarre and challenging and maddening. But like I said, it's it's only a, a small feeling of hypo- hypocrisy because I know everything that I have gone through, I can share to others and it can get these people some help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you need help cleaning up all the dog shit in your house? Oh my God. Thomas and I tackled it. It was, and I knew it too. And I was, I was just like, so Thomas and I actually got into a pretty significant fight yesterday. Like for us, at least. And normally if we have a disagreement or a fight, we can move on from it. But I was boiling over with like rage, not directed at him, but just in general. And I think it was because, you know, we're still sharing a car. And I think it was because I was anxious. I knew Pete was still in his crate and um, I was waiting for Thomas longer than I expected to and longer than I normally do need to. So there were errands that I needed to run that I couldn't run because it was getting closer to the stuff closing. And boy, did we have a throwdown fight in the car. And um, then when we got back and it was ironic because when what we walked into calmed us both down. Like by the time we were done, we had worked as such a team trying to like take care of our babies that we were no longer mad at each other. <laughs> like it was just it was like and I don't so that's the other thing like the brand of dog food we give them dry food mostly like kibble or whatever it's called. But every now and then we will toss in a little bit of wet food from the same brand and the same flavor um just to give them like a little bit of both cuz they they like that so much more. It's like wet food. Oh my god, it's like crack to them. So they only got wet food the other day because we were out of the dry food. And so their bodies are going from getting chunks of stuff to like essentially like paste. And so they poop it out differently and they have a harder time holding it. And unfortunately, he went into his crate because I didn't want him to get into stuff during the day. And he has not been in his crate for such a long time. And so he was not able to hold it. So he threw up and pooped in his crate and peed, all three. And then Lord knows how long my poor boy was in it. And then Sunny had explosive diarrhea on the floor. And because she's so furry, her when she gets a mud butt, we call it mud butt. Like if she has a watery poop, it gets on her fur. So then we have to clean it. Imagine like 
a dog's fur when it just jumped in mud. Like it's like that. It's just on your fur. And, and then what she does, her favorite spot to lay is up by the front door. So she walks up along the wall and then turns and lays across the front door where she turned, she smeared her ass across the wall. So she just smeared all the poop that was on her butt across the wall. It reminded me of those pictures of kids who like dig the poop out of their diaper and then smear it on the wall. It reminded me of that. Did it? So did it look, what did it look like when you walked in? Did it look like just an explosion? It did it everywhere. It, it surely did. Like it looked like it must've been dripping from her butt (laughs) from a period for a period of time. And I, Go back again. How come you decided to switch the food? Because we didn't have, we only Uh. had the wet food and it was some, every now and then we'll do that. Like we're good parents. Like, so don't shame us. But every now and then we'll forget that we ran out of dog food and we didn't give ourselves enough time to go pick any up. Um, And so we just give them what we have, or we might give them some bread or I might make some rice. You know what I mean? And like, just give them something that's human. In this case, we just gave them the rest of their wet food and they love it. Like they, they eat that stuff up. Literally, they love it. But um, it was not good. The aftermath was not good for us. And it was also not great that that was what we walked into. But it was ironic that that was what calmed Thomas and I down was just the it, you had to laugh at it. Like it was such a mess that you had to laugh at it. There was nothing else you could do. <laughs> I, I could totally see how that. That calms the situation. You, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh, in, in this case, uh, the enemy was the poop and all the cleaning you had to do. And Thomas, your former enemy, you two had to work together for a mutual cause and then calm things down. You got things cleaned up and move on. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So we are no longer upset with each other, but boy, was that a rough one. Uh, and it, and even... Even like us being mad at each other, we both had had long days. Like there was some miscommunication. I had to use the bathroom. I didn't know what we were going to eat for dinner. Like just dumb shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like the big things are easy to handle because I guess in the back of our minds, we're always prepping for the worst. It's the little things that add up over the days and maybe weeks. And that's why like, Oh shit, I want a tuna fish for dinner and I don't have a can opener and then that makes you lose your mind. I may or may not have just done something really silly, so bear with me. And this is happening in real time. I ordered groceries for the center and I may or may not have had them sent to my house on accident. Meaning? (laughs) I'm at the center for work. I ordered groceries for work and they may be at my front door. Are you going to be, what's that? It's just not a good week for you and feeding things. No. Well, uh, so can your mom, are you worried somebody's going to take them? No, nobody's going to take them, but I'll have to like leave. And I don't necessarily have time for that. Let's go to Kroger. Kroger. Instacart. Um, can, keep talking. I'm sorry. I'm just like, oh, no, I'm fine. a hot mess. I'm a hot mess today. Um, it I says to- delivering to Glendale. That's where you are. Yeah. Uh, do you have any sadness about a famed 90s animated show cartoon ending? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Arthur. Yeah. Do I have sadness? No. But am, like, do I have fond memories? Yes. 
What's your greatest Arthur memory? Um, probably watching it after school. Like just, I don't, I don't remember any, I don't remember. I like DW. I was, I'm very much a DW. Like and my DW and my, and Arthur were me and my brother. And I was a DW 100%. Yeah, no more uh, no more shows after after this. It ends after a very very long run. Did you vanish? Did you kick yourself off? Hi, welcome Hi. back. Oh, everything. So okay? she that was that was her calling me. She just went to the wrong place. I did not send the groceries to uh, my apartment. Thank God. Um. It may or may so, not have been the end of the world, but it, it's fine. But it, you know, it's fitting for today for the amount of like overwhelmed that I am. Um, it just would make sense if, that I would have done that. <laughs> so, um, I want to run something by you that we haven't talked a lot about. Although I, I think okay. you, have, you have some ideas about it. Um, I came across a story a couple days ago that talked about the. The pedestrian deaths, which are still pretty high since the pandemic. Um, and we have our own like vision zero here. I think that Sam Meldon and other people on council, maybe the mayor started like in 10 years, no pedestrian deaths. And uh, they were the big cause I see is, and it makes sense that there are fewer people. And this is the bad part. There are few, fewer people on the roads the last couple of years, but as many or more pedestrian deaths. Um, people are driving faster because there's less traffic. That makes total sense. Um, I want to throw out two other potential ideas and run them by you. One, mm-hmm. um, obviously, like I'm, this is not victim blaming in any way. So uh, the person, the vehicle, and the person driving the car are at are at fault. So mm-hmm. in addition to speeding or reckless driving. Um, the phones. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna age myself about 388 years. Um, I don't know if it's so much speeding or reckless driving because there's fewer people on the roads as it is. People are just trying to get their FaceTiming and TikToks in while they're also operating a vehicle. So that can be filed under the recklessness part of it. So be it. I think that that has been really overlooked. And again, here here comes the part where. The, I, I could be considered victim blaming, but I've seen this. Thankfully, I have not seen anybody get, get run down, but everyone is distracted. That includes pedestrians who may or may not have like soundproof headphones and are caught up in their own world and might be crossing streets and not looking. So this is just yeah. like the distracted world that we, we live in. And I had seen this pretty grim story the other day that these numbers have gone up. And I was like, wait a second. There's a, as with everything, there are a lot of reasons why this isn't, hasn't gotten any better. No, I do. I, I mean, I, I understand that you don't intend to victim blame, but that would be as if there is a I don't I don't I mean, unless there's like some legal mumbo jumbo that I don't know about. I don't think it's always the case that the bl- the blame is solely on the cars at all times. I mean, I have a girlfriend who got hit by a car uh, 10 years ago or so, but she wasn't in a crosswalk. She walked out in the middle of the street. She wasn't looking where she was going and the car. The speed limit was over 40 miles per hour. You know what I mean? There was no way that that car would have been able to stop if yep. once it did see her. And so she was held responsible for that. Um, at least I think. 
Yeah, um, it was very awful, but I don't, but I don't believe they went after that driver, and the there, driver felt horrible. There was, uh, there was an NFL player, <laughs> Dante Stallworth. I, I'm pretty sure this is who it was. This was like ten or twelve years or so ago. He was in Miami, um, and he ran somebody over. I, I think the person might mm-hmm. have died, and I, I, mm-hmm. I think the player, the NFL player, might have been somewhat inebriated. Um, this they, is not the one in Vegas, right? No, 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 this, no. <laughs> With the, the fiery wreck, which is just terrifying yeah. and awful. No, uh, I, I think they, they both might have been drinking, but because the guy wasn't in the crosswalk, um, Stallworth only, the player only had to answer for certain things and not like killing him or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Because that's when my eyes opened up to, like, you're not safe when you're not in a crosswalk. There's reasons right. those lines are there. Like, that's that's your safe ground. But if you're right. jaywalking, I mean, it sounds ridiculous. I know they used to hand out tickets or whatever for, for people who jaywalked. But if you jaywalk, you're taking your safety into your own hands. Fun fact, I got a ticket for jaywalking back Did in the you? day, but it was not. I don't even want to talk about it. It was not my fault. It was terrible. I was a teenager, so... Um, anyway, and I was not jaywalking for the record or I was, but I had a reason to, I was one other phone thing. Cause I heard it yesterday when I was running a couple of errands. Um, what should we do to people who's, first of all, why is your ringer on? We bought all those ringers years ago and now we just leave it on vibrate. But for those that do have their ringers on, what kind of painful torture should we do to people who have the audacity to have their ringers as our alarms. <laughs> I hate that. I don't know. Like I it, don't know. At this point, like, w- would would murder or violence be acceptable? We should pr- like put them on punishment from their phones, or like take it and hide it, or change it to something obnoxious. Or, you know what I mean? Thank, oh, thank God. Thank God. I only wake up to my actual alarm sound maybe once a week. Um, but when I hear it on someone else's phone, I turn into the Incredible Hulk. Like I have to, I have to stop and, and dial down my rage because is there a worse, is there a worse sound that you would hear on a regular basis than your alarm going off? Uh, my work phone. <laughs> so when some people have the same ringtone as my work phone, I still get PTSD. Yep. 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 Um, yep. So you would hate me. Like we get. I guarantee. If you and I like had to do a work trip or something together, we could never sleep in the same room. I will literally, my alarm is set for 5.30 a.m. every morning and I don't actually roll out of bed until 6.30 and I snooze it from 5.30 to 6.30. And it just keeps going off? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to bring any violence towards you. You're doing it to yourself with that torture. Poor Thomas hates it. So eventually, and this is my routine. So from like 5.30 to 6, I'll snooze it. From like 6 to 6.30, I'll snooze it. But I'll put it under my pillow so that it, only I can really hear it. But I, I and I, he's like, why do you keep doing that? And I said, because it gradually wakes me up. Like it, it gives me an hour. I don't like to be woken up out of a dead sleep. Like very rarely is, if it goes off at 5.30, am I going to roll over and be like, okay, time to get up. But around, once I actually do work my way into getting up, it's because that alarm, me snoozing it the, um, for the hour that I have snoozed it, has eventually gotten me up. I'm the, I, I have to be the extreme. I'm used to being the minority in things. 
when I when I am getting up to my alarm or when I was, I have to get out of bed and either into the shower or out of the house as quick or like getting the dog, getting dressed, getting the dogs ready as quickly as possible. If not, I will just plop back down into bed and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, I love the days where I just did my hair, like the mornings where like the day after I did my hair, or a few days after I did my hair, because that gives me more time in the morning because I've already gotten that done. The days after like I just did laundry, that gives me more time in the morning because I know I don't have to sift through like, you know, figure out what I'm going to (laughs) wear. Like I need to be more prepared. And I feel like I will be. I just I, I hate to say this, but you know, this as my close friend, my mental capacity is just taken up at the moment. And there's a lot of and I don't have a lot of free space and time. So I'll get there. Have we talked about um, the attire of um, the super smart people and Obama? Yes. I mean, yes. So smart people like prepare in advance and like, you know what I mean? Have their stuff ready the night before. Or some people, including them, I suppose, I mean, you can, we can all think back to the early days of Mark Zuckerberg. We're the same thing every day. So you remove one important decision from your decision-making process. Yeah. But if I had my way and I feel like I'm in a bit of a funk, to be honest, if you know me, like I love style, like my self-expression is what I wear. Um, and how I present myself. So I, I hold high importance to that. Now, I don't have this big elaborate makeup routine, but I do have a lot of hair that takes a lot to make it look neat. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I don't know. I, I definitely need to improve my like habits. And I hope um, I talked about me looking for a job change and having a bit of a change employment wise will do that for me. So yeah, if I ever left what I do, I'd have to get like real people clothes. I, at least I think I would. Yeah, yeah, you would. I, you I look walk- great in them, though. Like you are so handsome at Cooper's Hawk. Not to say that you're not on an, on a regular day, because you did like when you uploaded the picture from the in service day. I'm like, who is that? Did I upload <laughs> a picture? You, I think you shared a picture that oh, your friend took. Yeah, when yeah, yeah. She said you looked unrecognizable, and I'm like, oh, yeah, who's I, that? Well, there was two. There was one with me wearing my hat when we were leaving there's another one my friend took of me speaking and yeah i, I know oh, i didn't it, see that it freaks people out when i'm not in my my normal uniform like i got into work and uh russ is like that's a really nice jacket he's like yeah. I, I don't recognize you i'm like i know i'm not in my uniform i had to i had to see normal people today so um i'm gonna throw something on your radar do you, you have hbo max right I do. So, have you you've heard me talk before about the Civil War War course that I listen to like twi- two or three times a year from the Yale professor? Yes. His name is Professor David Blight, and he has written a, a lot, uh, maybe s- several books on Frederick Douglass. And tomorrow, there's a Frederick Douglass um, show uh, coming out on HBO Max that is based off of one of Professor Blight's books. So I have uh, nice. It will give me a reason to dig back into HBO Max for a month or so. To need my account. Hey, you want to just do that? I told you you could do that because you needed to watch that Euphoria episode. <laughs> just send me the sex parts. Yeah, I couldn't. I tried. Um, hold on. I pulled the article up. Let me see if I can give you the name of it. Congratulations to Professor Blight. That's great. He doesn't need any congratulations from us. Yeah, probably uh, not. 
An HBO documentary examines the life of American writer and abolitionist Frederick Douglass through his fiery speeches that faulted the nation's role in perpetuating slavery and challenged the U.S. to redeem itself. Yeah, it's out, out tomorrow on HBO. HBO Max, directed by Julia Marchese. So I am, I'm very excited about this. I have, when it comes to my scales of Lincoln and Douglas, two people who I who I adore. Uh, Lincoln weighs heavily, and I need to to add some things on the Frederick Douglass side. So um, I had I w- uh, enjoyed the igloos at Fakasha's this last Friday. So shout out to Fakasha's, and um, we were having a conversation with the waiter that went we were having a conversation the waiter heard it he was very sweet and we were talking about like social media and some things and somehow the conversation got to and you one day you'll be proud of me because i'll remember and he goes why does everything always have to go back to hitler and the nazis oh the godwin's law did you just the godwin's law i didn't yeah. know what it was you'll be proud of one day i'll remember and you'll yeah. be so proud of me i uh, don't don't ever don't ever have to like say that to anybody's face like oh godwin's law you're doing it now like you will baffle people <laughs> anyway so i thought of you when that when that well, conversation came I, about I appreciate that. There was another thing or two, but we can save that for later on this week if you want. No, I have no interview scheduled, but um, one of these days as I'm doing this community affairs show, uh, we'll have to do one about the Wellness and Recovery Center. Yeah, sure. That'll be great. Yeah, I can fun. come out to the station for it. Just let me know. There is, uh, I was looking at the folder that from two years ago when I was filling in doing that show, and there you are. It says Alex, NPI, one, two, and three. So was it two or three years ago? Because, you know, February is our technical, like, friend anniversary. Yeah, but if that was 19, though, this is from 20. Okay. So, yeah. So then it was three years ago. Yep. Um, one more thing. Jaden's, yeah. Jaden is on TV again today. Is he? What for? He's on Ellen at 4 o'clock. Oh, is he? That's nice. He got invited back out because... Uh, I have to watch it. She's trying to make nice in her final season. And mm. it always helps to bring the adorable kid reporter on, right? Yeah, he's pretty cute. Yeah. I don't know if we can call him adorable anymore, though. He's getting older. I think we need to switch it to handsome. <laughs> I just call like, there are a lot of adjectives, and kid doesn't need to be any of them anymore because he's so good at his job. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Incredible yeah. and so many other words. Wise beyond his years. Oh, also, and we can talk about this another day, our uh, catering, our tasting is this weekend. So Where shout out to Tree City. Um, how does that all work out? Um, so we're going to go out on Saturday. So that's, I like, we pick a package and we technically picked what we wanted. And so on Saturday, they're going to prepare the meals that everybody will be eating at our wedding. And we get to taste each one of them to say yay or nay. October will be here before you know it. I know. I know. We're, uh, we're five and five days, five weeks and some days of change from April 5th, opening day. Make sure it's on your calendar. Is it April 5th? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Eric and I were talking about that yesterday because he, that I work with Eric, he was, it was such a nice day yesterday. And I'm like, you look like you're ready for opening day. (laughs) I was like, I miss that. (laughs) By the way, I'll be off that day. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Low person on the totem pole. You're holding it down here. (laughs) Oh, he's pretty high on my totem pole. Um, Uh, No pun intended. Well, I will uh, text you later. Okay, bye. Bye.